Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> Welcome to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, a weekly discussion about the National Hockey League's Boston Bruins, affiliated minor teams, and prospects of tomorrow's stars. Moore fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson, back in front door, shot, scores! Ray Bork. There are three ways you can support the show. We are available on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud.com, and on TheHockeyWriters.com, located in the podcast channel of the website. Now here's your hosts, Mark Allred and Rob Tomlin. Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome back for the 27th episode of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is the Glenn Murray edition. I'm Mark, and as always, I'd like to welcome Rob back to the show for another week of Bruins Hockey Talk. What's up, brother? I am so excited. Again, uh, you've been excited two weeks in a row. This is this is this is I, a trend. I know, but it's the start of the season, and we're like a few days away. And oh, I just can't wait. Like, I know I'm busy at work, and I know games games for me are going to start at like one a.m. in the morning, so I'm not going to be able to watch them live. But I, I'm not joking. I I think it makes it better the fact that there's so many people at work know that I'm into like Bruins hockey and they'll they'll try and ruin my day by telling me the scores <laughs> when they know I haven't watched so it just it kind of makes it a bit more entertaining right so I mean I'm gutted I can't watch a lot of games live but it, it's like I do whatever I can to watch the Bruins so it makes it that little bit more special uh, I'm the same way I'm, I'm, I'm I do everything I need to do to get my Bruins fixed but I also you know, I reach out to other areas in the hockey world to also feed that um, that knowledge that I need. But uh, oh, yeah. you know, hockey's my thing. It's you know, oh, yeah, it's, it's yours too. But you know, with with good things and good knowledge, there's always uh, times that unfortunate news comes past my desk. But I I just wanted to uh, reach out. And just uh, say a few words about a good friend of mine that passed away yesterday. Um, his name was Mark Dragon. Um, very, very knowledgeable, all-round sports fan. Um, he was a, a good buddy to have a pint with um, and talk and talk. You know, it, 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 when he when he sat next to me, he knew how to talk hockey to me. But it was funny, is because when he sat next to somebody else that might have been a Celtics fan, and I'm not a basketball fan. 
he could have a, a very intelligent conversation with a Celtics fan over you know across the bar, and you could hear it in you know Red Sox and blah 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 football. He did, did the yeah. same for everybody. He was just very versed in, into the sports in New England um, and a music lover. Uh, the guy loved music, and I'm really gonna miss this guy. He's a, a real good friend of mine, and. And everybody down at the Lafayette Club and all of Mark Dragon's friends, I'm speaking for you, but we love you, buddy, and we're going to miss you. But uh, uh, it's not a very good segue to, to go into a positive podcast, but um, I, I have to pull this out to get to, to set the tone for my afternoon with, with my friend Rob. And uh, we, we got a wicked positive shout-out. Uh, from a, a gentleman named Daniel Mann, and he asked me uh, yesterday, because we normally try to do our podcast on Sundays, <clears throat> and he reached out like, "Dude, like, come on, where's where's the podcast?" But he he said, uh, "When's the new Black and Gold Hockey Podcast being recorded? I need my weekly dose of Black and Gold. Thanks." And you know, of course, I fired back with, "You know, thanks. We appreciate the the kind words. We're we're recording tomorrow." Uh, which is today, Columbus Day, and happy Thanksgiving to um, all the Canadians up to the north, by the yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. But his, his response, and I can't say the first word, but I'm going to use fork. So he's like, fork, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. You and Rob kill it each week. Favorite Bruins podcast by a long shot. And I was just absolutely amazed. And... Uh, this guy's a follower on Twitter, and he's uh, you know he sent some uh, very positive things to say. But then I looked into where he came from and where the tweet comes from because I you know I like doing that. And he's actually from Canberra, Australia. I was absolutely amazed. I'm like, Rob, we're worldwide, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just crazy. Like you were saying just before we started the podcast, we got guys in Russia, guys in Hungary, guys all over the world, like Japan, everything, people listening in, and it just, it seems so weird that, like, I thought it was weird when we first started, the fact that I'm English, and you're American, that kind of made it even more strange, like, the difference in accents, and the difference in the way we talk. But people but love I, the accents. Yeah. They love I, it. I don't get it. What, what was uh, Andrew's... Uh, name for us. Oh, we're the, the, we're the, the Brit and Grit. <laughs> yeah, the Brit and Grit. That was, that was classic. I love that. Andrew Thompson, thank you very much. Shout out to you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is it is just, like, unreal. Like, when, when you're doing this show, like, we'll talk for a good hour. We'll have a laugh. Like, it, we always say it feels like 10 minutes. When yeah. we're on the show. Oh yeah, the off-air programs afterwards were always like, you know, wow, that was a fast ten minutes, and I'll, I'll uh, have a great week and talk to you later. Yeah, but, and it's it's just it's just so crazy to think that there's people all over the world listening, and we can't thank you enough. And just if you get ten seconds out of your day to just maybe tweet us and just tell us where you're from, yeah. like how you're listening to the show, everything like that, because. It, it just changes everything yeah. like we we put a lot more effort into the days that we we get some good news like that we put 110 percent in we go out we find out the facts yeah we're not coming in here just going oh well i think that we're going to trade for Sidney crosby on the weekend because it's just 
like you need to know what you're talking about and sometimes we might sound stupid some of the stuff we say i know that for a fact because the amount of times i've been called out for being a tuka ras fan but yeah. i mean it it's all in good fun guys if if you don't agree with us like i always say let us know on twitter yeah, and we out. can handle the abuse yeah we can handle anything so thank you Thank yeah. you very much. The, the support is overwhelming. Thank you so much. We we love you guys, and we're going to keep doing this because uh, all this, all that, all that feedback, it just comes back as motivation for us to to just just keep feeding you the knowledge that you that you seem to want to hear. So, and we're not professionals. We 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 do this on our own time. We we have a lot of fun, but it's 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 growing on me now. So I mean, if you want to listen to us weekly, we're going to be here. Oh yeah. So let's just let's you know get right into uh, some bees talk. Um, the the off I mean uh, the preseason games they went four and three in seven games. It'll be preseason preseason. You're gonna get a mix of uh, a lot of young talent with veterans and see who's mixed. You know, see who creates chemistry and so on. And you kind of get an idea where your lines are gonna be before the October thirteenth uh, start. But uh, did you happen to see any preseason games, if uh, all of them? Yeah, I watched. I watched the televised ones. I made sure that I like destroyed my life by making time for them games. Uh, preseason's one of them things, though. Like we saw like five different types of rosters. We saw grinded out lines. We saw total offensive lines. We've seen. In the last game, that was pretty much the team that I think we're going to see during the regular season. I mean, you just see so many different things during preseason, so many different types of players that we got in our organisation, and it's it's quite good to see that. And uh, I think now that the cuts have happened, we've started to see more of what we're dealing with, uh, and it's difficult for us because I know I, I was busy yesterday, so I couldn't do the show. But uh, it was kind of a good job because kind of the final cuts have started to happen now, so we've got more of an idea of what we're talking about. But it, it's been it's been a good off season because we've we've got guys come in, we know what they're about now. We've seen them in preseason. I don't think anyone's really missed every preseason game, so we've got to see a little bit of everyone. But I mean, I was excited when I watched that game the other night. That was that was something else. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a good game, and that we'll definitely touch on that game uh, coming up right now in the in last week's uh, preseason results uh, on Tuesday, October fourth versus Montreal. The the, uh, the Bruins started off good, and they just didn't have anything on the back end to um, to solidify a, a W in Quebec City, but they lost to Montreal. Um, and then Thursday, October sixth, versus Columbus, uh, pretty decent two to one win. A uh, little better uh, mix of veterans involved, and yeah. obviously Saturday last uh, Saturday night, October eighth, versus Philadelphia, it was a one nothing win going all the way into uh, overtime. And Ryan Spooner doing it again in overtime. I know, right? Like, Late was that game? the exact same? as last time because I'm pretty sure last time he got a breakaway looked like he was going to make a move and shot it so I mean 
I've seen all the talk about trading Ryan Spooner for defensive help now, and I just think it's such a bad idea. I, look at what that kid's doing. Honestly, I don't think that is going to happen now. Yeah, um, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, over the off season, it was always that chip that could be there because you know, if you, if you look at uh, a website like General Manager, it'll tell you you know when he's going to be available and so on, but. You know, signing him to another year. I'm sorry, was it a... Yeah, it was another year. So he's RFA after this season. It makes him uh, valuable. And and with no no trade clause, he can be moved, so... Yeah, and there's always people looking for a rental player, especially, like, the bigger teams. So, I mean, he's a perfect rental guy. He'd be RFA at the end of the season, so... It's always good, but I think for me, there's been one standout guy this off season, and it was someone we needed to come in, and we needed to perform. And I don't think it was technically him we expected to do it, but Brandon Carlo has just killed it this preseason. Like he, he just when when everyone's talking about trading for a guy like True Will. I think you've got a guy like that in Brandon Carlo. And he's younger. He's probably got more of a ceiling if you progress him right. I mean, he, he just played amazing. Like, I know he gave up a few like bad passes and everything, but he used his body well. His passes were most of the time tape to tape. Um and he played with guys like Lyles and guys like Chara and I know when he was playing with Chara he bailed Chara out a couple of times oh. which, which was good to see because usually when, when it's a rookie with a guy like Chara it's usually Chara bailing them out so um, I, I really think he's the guy that I'm expecting to make the, the team and he's the guy that if he doesn't make the team and goes back down to Providence I'll probably be annoyed yeah, but either he's... either way, he's gonna get what he needs, oh, yeah. which is more experience. And but I mean, he's proved that he can play with Chara, and he's proved against some teams that have had quite a few veterans in them. So I, I'd like to see them give him a chance, like like a couple of games, like five games maybe. At, see how he does. At this point, I do too, and I, I I will absolutely go on the record. And you know, I haven't been and. You you know from our past that I've said he is worth that second round pick. He is worth the investment. I don't think he's ready this year. Well, yeah. I gotta tell you, from everything I've gathered up and, and having the uh, the uh, fortunate opportunities to be close to the players this summer and see him work out. Um, I, I've seen a different Brandon Carlo than I did when I was watching him in the 2015-16 season with the uh, WHL's Tri-City Americans. Yeah, he he looks like he's progressed a lot. Like, very, I mean, his maturity in a year is very impressive, and, and he's, he's learning the game. I think he's really soaking up the Bruins concept like a sponge. And and I and I I actually like what I've seen in in the short term. I want to see his NHL game. I, now I want to see him make a, make the NHL roster. And now I can evaluate him 
further on how he's going to progress and where he's going to go in the future. But I mean, we we saw last year what they what they said to him and what they wanted him to work on, and they wanted him to be more of a mobile two-way defenseman than just a stay-at-home guy. And I I can't believe how much his game has changed in a year. Like it is just crazy. Like you watched him in like the development camp and he looked good but he also looked a, a bit uh, bored yeah he was kind of like he, he was sitting back a lot from so, from the videos and the pictures and everything that I've seen from guys like you and Haggerty and everyone that was there like he, he just looked he didn't look ready then but as soon as it came time for pre-season it looked like he just kicked up another gear that no one knew he had yeah, I gotta, I, mean, look, I gotta agree with that. Um, like in, in in development camp, he did look like he was just almost like somebody said, "Take it easy. You're not the one we're actually, you know, getting a better eye at. You're just, you know, here to get your, you know, your workouts and blah blah blah." But yeah, I, I don't know if I can believe that. But it kind of, but you know, when he came into training camp, wow, it's just a big turnaround. This kid wants to stay. And I yeah. thought, I thought uh, a fighting attitude like that you would have seen in development camp. But I mean, he's doing it at the right time. I'm not saying it's it's wrong, but he's definitely doing it at the right time. Yeah, I got to mention something as well that oh. um, that I saw on your Facebook feed the other day during the game. Okay, um, that for was uh, David Backus dropping the gloves. Oh. You didn't like that. You didn't like that, did you? <laughs> I I didn't mind the fight. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. I, I mean, seriously, on a drunken day, I could get in a better bar fight than what I saw on the ice. <laughs> they actually look like they were talking to each other like, it's preseason, do we really want to do this? You yeah, know? I think I think it was more of a, like, try and step hype up. up. Yeah, step yeah. up the team. But, I mean... That uh, oh, I, I've been waiting for a televised version of that Bacchus hit. Like, that was just beautiful. Yeah. Like that's what I want to see from him. Yep. I want to see that physicality in him, just throwing his body around. Because when he does it, you can see he gets people riled up. We saw him in front of the net a lot on Saturday night, and no one was moving him. And that is the main thing I want to see from him because. When when he went to free agency and I was scouting free agents and I wanted to know who the Bruins might go after, when I was watching highlights of what he did in St. Louis last year, 75% of his goals come from the front of the net. Oh, yeah, he's a scrappy player at the top of that crease. Yeah, so put him on a line with someone who shoots. Like, when Vetrano gets back, put him on a line with Bacchus because Bacchus will go to the net and he'll put them pucks in. He, he was just... I think he's been really good. Carlo's been really good. Um, Pasternak looked really good on Saturday. Like, uh, he was throwing his body around a bit as well. There was one point where he hit someone on the boards, and I thought it was actually uh, Bolesky that threw the hit. And then I was like, oh, hang on a minute, it's Pasternak. I missed it, but did Pasternak actually stay on his feet after the hit? Yeah, yeah, it did. Oh, perfect. Oh, you know, you know, I I actually heard from a couple people um, that he's uh, he's put on a lot of muscle. 
He's put yeah, on a he, lot of weight. So that's the Pasternak I want to see. I want to see the guy go into the corners. I want to see him give a good body check and then skate away from it. I am. I was so sick and tired of him having him the, falling over. Oh, having him the determination, and he's 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 got the hockey IQ. There's no question. It's just, it's just when, like Bambi on the ice. Right. And when she makes body contact, he's immediately on the ice fighting to get back up. So that was right. I'm not pissing on him and I'm not, you know, hating or anything like that. It's just he's he's I mean, he doesn't only have a year to audition for another job, but you know, th- this yeah, is the time he needs to step up. Pasternak's not like he's not going anywhere. Oh, like, I know. Uh, I mean, but he's not the type of player that will just sit back and be like, I know I've got a job. Like, I, I don't have to do too much because of my name. But, like, I, I like seeing guys like that. Like, he's always been that skilled, playmaking, small guy. And now we've got guys like Dan and Heinen coming through as well. That's what they need to do. They need to pack on a bit of muscle, get a bit bigger. Like, get prepare yourselves for Bruins hockey because it is... You got to throw your body into the boards. You got to dig that puck out. You got to be a bit fierce. Like this has been the style of play for the past what fifty years. Yeah. Like they're not called the Big Bad Bruins for nothing, yeah. and it's it's never going to go away because you've seen it with Philly. Philly can't go away from being the Broad Street Bullies. Right. Like it, it's, it's it's just bred, it's bred into them. Yeah, and I mean you see guys like. Claude Giroux and Jakub Voracek. I mean, he they throw the body about, and it's just bred into you like through the style of play in the city. So, plus the fans are never going to go for like a full skilled offensive like forward line and some smaller offensive D man. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. So, but I, I'm just I'm so excited. From that last game of preseason, like I think if we'd lost and lost badly, I think that there'd been a lot of fans still pissed about it. But I haven't really seen much negativity, like well, negativity over Facebook. So that's that's a good sign. Yeah, it is, and and that's a perfect segue to go into um, you know what's happening this week. And and from from my count, I have three days, three hours, and fifty nine minutes. From Boston Bruins hockey in the 2016-17 start to the season, from um, uh, Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio, uh, at 7 p.m. And then Saturday they are on the road again. This is the they're going to start on the road for three games and then come home uh, on the yeah. 20th. So and the second game on Saturday is uh, against the Maple Leafs at 7 p.m. So. Uh, it's just it's getting so I mean I, I actually wish we could do a podcast on Thursday but um, I'm definitely going to yeah. save my excitement uh, and do it now because it's here and I've been waiting all summer for this so oh yeah it it's going to be good like I think Columbus isn't really a test for us I think we've shown that during preseason we can beat them but I honestly think Toronto is going to be a tough game on Saturday. I, I, I really do. I believe Toronto is going to be one of those teams that I think they're going to be a thorn in, in everybody's side in the Eastern Conference. I think they're going to be. I, uh, it's not a stretch to say that they couldn't be a, a, a fighting for a wild card. 
I don't see oh, them yeah. making the playoffs, but they, they could definitely be right there. Yeah, I mean, I was watching one of Steve Dangle's videos <laughs> before, and it, it was... I, I love watching, like, um, like, guys predicting the lineups, like, especially this close to the season starting when they kind of know the guys that are coming in. And if you haven't seen Steve Dangle, like, I know you're a Bruins fan, but this guy's hilarious. Like, I, go find him on YouTube. I listened, I, and I, I have to suggest, I mean, he, he is, he is bred Toronto Maple Leafs. But, oh, yeah. But his podcast is not all oh. about Toronto. Yeah. It's, it, 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 his... he does, he does about, you know, he does a little bit on the Leafs, this and that, and then, uh, uh, Steve... Uh, Adam Wilde and Jesse Blake, they actually do a very fun program, and it's it's yeah. a, more about the NHL than anything that you know in the in the ma- you know the, the major city of hockey. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, I the definitely suggest. Times I stick that on. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I listen to him all the time at work. He's a freaking riot. Those guys crack me up, and yeah, I, I'm a religious. Li- I listen to him all the time. Definitely yeah. check him out. But, but if you look, if you look at what a team like Toronto's doing, they they're going for their skilled young forwards. It looks like, right? And I mean, if you think our defense is depleted, go look at Toronto because Jesus Christ, <laughs> like no. I, I don't know how they're going to survive the entire season with injuries. Like it's not going to be fun. But um, yeah, it. If you look at their teams, the the dropping guys like Brooks, like that could probably easily make the Bruins forward lines so yeah. I mean we I think we're heading in the right way with we've got our skilled forwards we've got our scoring guys we've got our bottom six who are tough guys who can grind it out in the corners and everything so I mean I kind of like how our forwards are set up I, I I'm going to shout out another person our friend Corey because, Corey, uh, Corey, Corey, Corey? Yeah, Corey Smith. Corey Smith. Because uh, he was saying uh, when you posted about the uh, podcast being doing today, uh, he put, like, Rob has, a, Rob has a good outlook on... a positive outlook on this season. Yeah. Um, and I really think we're going to have a good year. Like, I, I really do. But, and it's not, but, it's not in the way, like, oh, I'm, I'm deluded and I think we're going to... Like finish top of the standings. And no, go no, all the no, way no, to the no. But, but what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do with Corey's uh, comment, was I wanted to come back and say, yeah, you know, yes, you are a positive outlook on this on on the on the podcast. And he, yeah. he's he's I know I know what he's doing. He's always trying to be because I'm always the one that's thinking the worst first. And that, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. I've been a fan of this team for over thirty years, so. You know, I, I get how everything works in Boston, but I'm I'm not the rah rah guy that's gonna be like, um, you know, we're, we're pretty oh. much like the Florida Panthers, but we're gonna be win this. I mean, I'm sorry, we're pretty much like the Phoenix Coyotes, but we're gonna win a cup every year. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not that kind of fan. I'm sorry. I, I see things differently, but I want <laughs> but I wanted to fire back on Corey's thing and say, Corey, if you listen to the last podcast when we did our Eastern Conference predictions. Mr. Positivity didn't even have the Bruins in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> I because... still have that list on my refrigerator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like I was saying, I think I think we're gonna have a good year, and 
I think we will do well, and there's a chance we can make the playoffs. Like I said when we were doing the list, there is a chance. I never, I never said that they but, weren't going to be competitive. Yeah, yeah, but like, like I always say, there's the chance of another repeat of last season yeah. when we just miss out. It's always and, there. Yeah, it's. But the good thing is, like I mentioned last time, we got guys like David Backus who can fill in at centre when there's an injury, which we didn't have before. We had a guy like Ryan Spooner playing second line minutes. And then we had a guy like Nolachari trying to fill in at third. And then we had, we, it was just, it all went wrong towards the end of the season. I mean, we have guys to fill in now. We have guys in Providence who can come up. Well, that, that's just the perfect segue. <laughs> Again, Rob, you're the king of segues. <sighs> Segway king. Yeah, but unfortunately with the, with the start of a new year is always bad news with injuries. And, oh yeah. Um, let's just start with these two, uh, because we all know the news of them: <laughs> Adam McQuaid and Kevin Miller. Both are injured. McQuaid is an abdomen injury; is listed day to day. Kevin Miller, lower body, is also listed day to day. We all know the Frank Vetrano. He's out with a torn ligament in his foot, out three months. But the most recent one. And this one hurts me personally because I've invested a ton of time into really watching this kid, and and it's Austin Zarnick. Um, you know, Red Cole Goodish, you piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, like, but uh, I, I, uh, that I mean, it, it's tough for me because, like I said, it just I've been watching them. I've watched them since. Since the June workouts, the development camp, rookie camp, training camp, and then he's the kid's about to make the roster on Thursday night. Do you believe he was not going to be on that roster? Oh, I think he was going to be third line center. But he was going to be on the team to start his to start the 2016-17 season. Did you do you believe yeah. that? Yeah, I do believe that. I did too. And then this, we have to be nice on this show, and, I, and I'm cringing. I'm like biting my nails because I want to. I want to like swear Radko Gudis's name, but that was just a, a blatantly bad hit, and, and and it could have been unavoided. Oh yeah, that uh, it, they even said like it it was a bit delayed, and it was definitely to the head. And it, uh, have you seen any of his videos? Have you researched any of his hits? Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's like very known for that pop shoulder hit. Oh yeah, like. He'll go in looking like he's going for the body, and all of a sudden he straight, straightens up and pow, right in the right in the jaw. So but it's, it was right to his nose as well. Did you? Yeah. Did you see, the, it yeah. just got right under the visor, right in the nose. That was that was dirty. And uh, most re- <laughs> most recently, CN CSNNE dot com Joe Haggerty reports. And I also wrote a report about it on a following Joe uh, for BruinsExtra.wordpress.com um, that uh, Zarnik is listed as out seven to ten days. But before we got on the podcast, the Bruins official Twitter account came out and said Claude Julian has now listed uh, him as a day-to-day player as well. Which is better yeah. news. I'd rather day to day is but, better than seven to ten. Yeah, but we always they always say day to day. Yeah. Like it, last last year was it Kevin Miller when he 
What did he do? Shoulder. Oh, his no, it wasn't his knee oh, in the yeah, boards. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that was day to day for like five days, and then it turned into like three weeks, I think. So, like, I ne I never get it with injuries. Like, I don't understand how they they come to terms with it because I saw a report saying that he'd got a concussion. So if it's a concussion, it's not day to day. Like, there's no way it's day to day, especially right. with all the lawsuits going on. Right. So I mean. I mean, we could see this guy back on, like, Saturday or next week, maybe, but at the same time, we could not see him for a few weeks. Right. But it's, it's not... I don't think it's going to be as bad as, like, something like Vetrano with... He's definitely out for, like, three months. So, I mean, I just... I wanted to see him have his first game on the, like, first game of the season. Like well, have his first uh, professional game. Well, think oh. about think about this scenario, all right? And, and it might be a little unrealistic, but I, it, that's just the way I think sometimes. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. Do you think that the Bruins might have listed him as a concussion because the fact is that they they don't know the suspension yet and could labeling him as a concussion increase the games that Gudis might get? Yeah, that's a good point. It could. I mean, I hate to think that way. I don't want the Bruins to be like, "Hey, just say just say you have a concussion, we're going <laughs> to we're going to get the best out of this this jerk." Yeah, but sometimes you should do that. Like what? if that was a guy like Chris Neal doing it, I'd I'd be telling him to say he's got a concussion. Yeah. Like I'd want to see that guy like spend 15 games in the bin. Like, it, it's just. I mean, we've got a guy like Marshan on our team who he does stuff like that all the time. And I mean, it's not really headshots a lot. It's more, more dirty body. Plays. Yeah, it's more body. Yeah, yeah. Slow foot, low hits to the knees. But at the same time, tripping like, over his nose. Yeah. How many times have we seen like teams go absolutely mental over stuff that he does? So I mean. It's like swings and roundabouts, but yep. I, yep. I I think he's gonna he's gonna get suspended. Whatever he's got, I, I'm pretty sure he's got prior. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I believe suspension. so. I didn't I didn't look into that, but uh, the uh, NHL Player Safety Board uh, tweeted out two tweets: one that he was gonna have a hearing, and two that uh, he waived his his right for a personal. And I believe it's going to be a phone call. So, uh, so he's so, not going to Toronto. Right. So phone calls, I believe, are five and above. Anything above five and below. Yeah. But anything above that, he'd have to make a personal appearance. And I could be definitely be wrong on this. So if I am, please tweet me. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it was a bad hit. There's nothing we can do about it now. Yeah. And... It's unfortunate I mean, because the you know the kid the kid was just so close and you know and he was playing so well as well. I, what, what 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 I'm most impressed about was in 2014-15 he graduated from Miami of uh, Miami University of Ohio and then yeah. played a couple of games with the Bruins uh, Providence Bruins in the American Hockey League after his obligations with with the uh, the Red Hawks and then. Signed a three-year entry-level deal, so he played four years of college, one 
outstanding. I mean, his numbers might not show it, might not show it, but I watched a, a majority of his games last year, and he was outstanding. You know, yeah. tw- twenty goals, forty-one assists. That's not a bad year for a, a, a rookie in his first year of professional hockey. And then to follow that with a, an impressive development camp, impressive rookie camp, and, and very impressive training camp, and you're about yeah. to make the roster. That that everything in those two years, right there of of progression that a lot of players take four years, four or five years to get to. Yeah, it's just like and, a, it's just like a really bad stone wall for the kid, and I feel bad for him, but. I, 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 we always hope that you know situations like this. You come back, you come strong, and you're ready for play. But I mean, how good a job? Like it goes, it goes so unnoticed. But how good a job have the Bruins done of getting undrafted rookies to come through the system? Yeah. You got guys like Vetrano, guys like um, Krug as well. Like they're all undrafted rookies, they've all come through the system. Zarnik looks like the next third line center. Which, to be honest, when Vetrano's back makes a guy like Spooner like available. So I mean they're all pushing for spots. Like I I don't think I've seen a player this season kind of just float through the games and be like, uh, I'm not gonna make the roster. So I mean, everyone's played good. Like even Ogaru is still with the team at the moment. Oh man, uh, yeah, he's been playing well. Yep, he's been playing but, well. Carlo, I mean, <coughs> even Dubrovsky's still with the team. Yeah, he's not um, been sent down yet. So I mean, it, but it, it doesn't goes, he go to Providence? Yeah, like he, he's, he's got, not junior eligible. He's got, no, no, no. Uh, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk about the the players that w- went back to their juniors in a little bit, but um. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Something about DeBrusque. Yeah, I like DeBrusque. I don't think he's going to make it, but, um, yeah, he's got an ELC, so he's going to stay with the organization and probably go down to Providence before Tuesday, Wednesday. Unless, unless he finds a spot in the roster, I don't know. But Yeah, I don't see it happening, especially on the left side. We've got so many players on the left side. And it's hard for a player to play off wing, so I'd I'd rather he just played like good minutes down in Providence. Yeah, absolutely. And, get, get your development going. Yeah, I mean he's just out of junior, and I know I know guys like Carlo are as well, but some guys just take longer than others to progress. So I think I think he'll be a good player in the future. He's definitely shown. He can play the body a bit, and uh, he's got tremendous skill. Oh yeah, he's got speed, he's got hands, he's got good IQ, and he plays that Bruin style. I mean, Gabriel's the same way. Both of those yeah, kids yeah. are going to be good. But um, uh, short, shortly after we did our podcast last week, the uh, the Bruins um, uh, fashionably sent out their list of um, of players that were released from their uh, training camp duties. Um, reporting to uh, assigned to the Providence Bruins were Anton Bleed, Colby Cave, Peter Koharik, Colton Hargrove, Justin Hickman, Leonis Arneson, De- uh, defenseman Leonis Arneson, Matt Quislick, and goaltender Zach McIntyre and Daniel Vadar. 
released to and sent back to their respected um, junior teams. Uh, Jesse Gabriel goes back to the French George Cougars. Zach Senishin back to the Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds. Uh, Jeremy Lawson back to Ruin Noranda Huskies. And uh, Jacobs Borrell back to the St. John Sea Dogs of the Q. You're getting better at saying the Huskies name. I am. I am. <laughs> Finally, yeah, it's, I, it's, I'll never get. I'll never get the hang I, of that. Yeah, I just didn't understand. Ruin Noranda. It's it's now now it's flowing. Now, I used to be like I, I didn't know how to do it, but uh, you're getting I, it down. Though. Yeah, I've talked to a couple French people that, that said it. You know, I have to give a shout out to my buddy Paul Paul Aruda. He uh, he he always he always corrects me on that one. Oh yeah. It's like a, uh, is it Show Showinigan? Yeah, Showinigan. Yeah, Showinigan uh, Catteries. Yeah, it, <laughs> some of the names from the Q. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. I, I just can't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm close to France as well, and we do French at school all the time, and I I still have no idea. Right. It's just it's all too foreign for me <laughs> I mean I struggle with some of the American words <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm getting my Boston accent down though that's alright that's alright <laughs> um, uh, yeah sent sent down uh, released from training camp with the purpose of going to Providence uh, were uh, Mark Naclaro AJ White Josh Atkinson, Chris Breen, Alex Roach, and goaltender Matt Ginn. Uh, we, we mentioned uh, Peter Mueller. Peter Mueller uh, was released from the Bruins training camp and, and did make it down to the Providence training camp, which he's still at. Uh, Chris Gasto, Tommy Cross, and Alex Grant were placed on waivers. I believe all of those guys cleared. Cleared, yeah. But unfortunately, more cuts had to be made. Um, CSNNE.com Joe Haggerty today came out with uh, the Bruins waived Seth Griffith, Tyler Randall, and uh, is it oh, Tim Schaller? Yeah, Tim Schaller. And yeah, they were all placed on waivers. So and Schaller, a guy that we just signed as well. And uh, and you know yeah, and they signed Griffith. For an extension, they signed Randall an extension. You know, now they're waving them. I just don't. I know it's not yeah. big money. It's on these deals are <laughs> under a million dollars. But why invest the the the, the purpose if you're not gonna keep them around? Because now yeah. now they have till 5 p.m. tomorrow to clear waivers before somebody picks them up. And and in my strong opinion, I know you're gonna get yours. I believe Seth Gri- a player like Seth Griffith. Is going to benefit greatly on another NHL team out of Boston's organization. Yeah, I, I can, I could see him getting picked up because there are teams that like to have four lines of skill. Yeah, and I wish the Bruins were one of them. It, it'd be a perfect like fourth line right winger for a team. I agree because he's got that speed. He can play the penalty kill. I mean, he, he's a good player. I and, even, I, I even thought he was a better option than um, Brent Conley. On the first line oh, yeah. for for seven weeks, but oh yeah, you know let's not bring that back. But uh, yeah, you could even see a guy like Randall go. I mean, there's always the 
Stanley Cup contenders that want a guy like that just to sit on the bench and be ready for a like grinded out game when he needs to be. So, I mean, we could see guys go. We could see him clear waivers. I don't know, but I mean, th- there wasn't space on the roster to keep these guys. I understand that. We guys like Dominic Moore and Nash and guys coming in all over the place. Um, there's there's just no room, and it is a business, and you've just got to have no attachments to players but I, I think a guy like Griffith definitely deserved a shot this year I, I, so. I believe so too um, and I'm not saying a, a player like Tim Schaller would, would, would crack the NHL roster but um, he is a New Hampshire kid, he grew up in, in, the, in New England so I always like to give those guys the best benefit and I really hope that he um, sticks with the, um, the I hope he clears waivers and, and stays with the uh, the AHL Bruins. Can you imagine if uh, Buffalo pick him back up? Ah, right. I, I think he'd be good. <laughs> like, he'd finally got out of there and then they'd pick him back up. That'd be crazy. So, but, um, let's, um, let's jump back on this Pete, Pete Mueller thing. Um, he's still at camp with the AHL Bruins and kind of wrote a, an article uh, last week about about him and his role in the organization, even though it's in the minor system. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's still got speed. He's got a good shot. He showed it in training camp on, on his PTO. I, I believe he's the type of player that can go down there and offer a, a great deal of experience to players on, that might be on the way down, like, you know, if Zarnik doesn't stay, if DeBrus doesn't stay up, they go down, uh, you know, and the, and the younger core players that are already down there, he could really be that veteran type of presence that those guys need. And not only that, but also be a person, along with Captain Tommy Cross, to, um, you know, embed the... Um, you know the the plan. What Kevin Dean and what um, what Trent Woodfield and uh, Jay Leach want to do as as new head coaches of the Providence Bruins. Um, yeah, I just think it's a good idea. I do as well. And there's a, there's another thing that is a good thing that him being there is he's another guy who got into the NHL, didn't feel that he had his shot there, and went to Europe. And look how hard it is to come back into the NHL. Three years. Three years of waiting for a contract every year, never getting one. And if the Bruins give him one, I think, I think it, it's good because, first of all, if a guy like Zarnik stays with the Bruins, then Peter Mueller's probably your first line centre. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it adds depth down there, and I know a lot of people don't think about Providence when you hear about the Bruins but we talk I mean, about it get used to it yeah it's it's the future of the team down there and that's one I of mean, our that's one of our major objectives is to let you guys know about you know who's coming up so when somebody jumps in the lineup you're not like oh, do you remember when Marshan first came up yeah and no it was like who is this Marshmont guy send him back yeah. down to Providence and it's like no the kid needs, I, I, and I'm just saying it because I watch the games, but this kid needs a shot, and, and look what happened when he did. Oh, yeah. So and It's just, I mean, there's guys down there that I really want to see progress. There's guys like Anton Bleed, who I could see being like yes. that fourth, 
third line guy who I mean he's a lot like Bolesky is and I'd love to see them kind of pair him up with Bolesky and give him some experience with a guy like that because sure. you're listening to the black and gold hockey podcast you can catch our show on the hockey writers podcast channel available at thehockeywriters.com when you especially with grinded out players like that where I mean he's not much well he's not a great offensive threat like he hasn't got that NHL caliber shot like everyone says and he hasn't got all the flashy stick handling moves that a few people do but, but he gets it done yeah and guys like Colton Hargrove guys like I like that style of play and it works really well in Providence and they yeah. do a really good job with it but a lot of the times when guys like that make it to the NHL they, they start trying to play like a typical NHL player like they start trying to like handle the puck more and they don't use the body as much and I think it'd be good to see guys like that come up and be told play exactly like you did in Providence <coughs> Listen, like I, do what you've been taught the, you are, you already know this, but I'm just telling I'm just telling the listeners, if 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 you want to voice a, a valid opinion about prospects that are coming up through the through the system, do your homework. Obviously, you know, read about the read the people that are fully involved in this. Like, if you want, you can always follow me at Bruins Extra and the Hockey Writers. But, um, you know, even if you spend a little bit of money, if you spend under fifty dollars and get an Android box, you can stream yeah. these games and watch them. Because I, you know, I, I find a lot of people look at stats. Stats, yeah. is, stats is not a very good way to evaluate talent at all. And I refuse to write an article based on stats. I need to see, I need to see these kids play. And this is a very, these are very good tools to have. And it's not a very big investment. You can do many other things with it. But I get to watch NHL. OH I mean NHL AHL East Coast Hockey League OHL Western Hockey League the Q NC you know there's so much stuff you can you can watch and I particularly just kind of gravitate to the Bruins prospects but yeah. it's a great way to you know to to educate yourselves and get a, a visual evaluation instead of relying on 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 people that just like like I love the I love the websites uh, you know hockey reference and all this uh, the elite prospects; those are very valuable sites to me and what I do. But it's also a way that just a fan can go up and go, "Well, he's played in so many games, and he's only got this many points," and then you know, crap talk him. Oh, I mean, there's a I've got a funny story about that. Uh, all last season, like uh, towards the end of the season, when we were starting to call guys up for injuries, I was saying I'd love to see Hargrove get shot. Like he's one of my favourite players down in Providence. I really like the way he plays, and him and Anton Bleed, I, I love their type of play. But I, I was saying this guy should get a shot at being a fourth line winger, and see what the kid can do. See what he can do. Bring him up. And I was on Facebook, and I, I'd spotted someone had said, "Who do you think like should be in the lineup?" And I said, I, I put it on Facebook, and straight away like I saw it and it was like elite prospects and it was a link and I clicked on it and I was like right let's see what it is and it was his stats for the for up to that point in the season and I put put a comment and I was like yeah what are you talking about and he was like he only has this many goals <laughs> compared to this guy who's got 
like 20 more than him and I'm like yeah but we don't need a goal scorer we need a guy who can shut people down right. and that's what he is but you don't see that stat you don't like a lot of places don't put hits on like they don't put the amount of hits in a game they don't put like how many takeaways they've got compared to giveaways like you'll see an offensive skilled player and he'll give the puck up a lot like yep. a, a guy like Pasternak Pasternak throws the puck away quite a few times but you see a guy like Bolesky doesn't get rid of the puck much and he's hard to knock off the puck that's the kind of guy you want when you're shutting down a game late in a game so I mean like, like you said always watch a player before you just read a stat sheet and go ah no because it's it's like when you when you get to uh, the draft and people are like that guy's done nothing who's this guy like what watch some highlights that's what YouTube's for like I know me and you have both done that we've both gone on YouTube at times and just watched game tape of guys and it, it's always the best tool is to use your eyes to watch a game instead of use your eyes to read a, a stat sheet. So I, I, I'm with you. I'd spend the money, watch the games, go watch a Providence game if you're in Boston. Yeah, if you're in the area, definitely go check it out. Oh yeah, like uh, it. All hockey's good. It's not just about the Bruins. And I, I love, I love watching games sometimes that aren't the Bruins. But I also, I really enjoy catching a Providence game or trying to catch some of the junior games with some of the uh, prospects in it so I mean it's always good fun I'm trying I'm trying to find this tweet that um, a, a guy sent to me and I don't remember who it was and I apologize but it was just it was one of those things that it was a feel-good moment like the tweet we got yesterday but this guy says he asked us is like you know uh, when's the next podcast and I, I told him the day and he goes this is awesome because we don't I don't normally hear anything about the development players coming through the system. Yeah. And and I I kind of, you know, I, I, I follow the prospects a lot. So when I'm learning something, I want to, like, give it back to the people that are listening and that read my stuff. So it's a pleasure for me to do it. I love doing the research, and I love doing anything I can to, to, to let other people know and get ahead of the game. But, I mean, that's just huge. Yeah, and in in the times like we have now where players come and go so frequently, you've got to know like who the prospects are, yeah. who's coming up. Yep. So I, I'm glad we do it. Like yeah. I don't, I, I don't hear a lot of podcasts talk about AHL or ECHL nope. or nope. anything I mean, like that. If anything, if you you know if you want to if you want to listen to a very good East Coast Hockey League podcast and, a, and an American Hockey League podcast. Check out what Scotty Waz does. Uh, he's from the Sin Bin podcast. That guy knows a lot. But if you do, if you want your Bruins news, I mean, we're absolutely here, and we're not going to always be a podcast that just you know spends our our whole hour on talking about everything in AHL. We, we we do. We're going to do a nice mix of NHL, AHL, East Coast Hockey League, and 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 prospects in the uh, in the junior system just to get you prepared. Yeah, but. I think for the first two weeks, it's going to be a lot of NHL talk. Oh yeah, we we got to get back on this train. We got to get back on track, um, and you know, I just, oh, it's just so close. I know it. I'm like, I, 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 
I'm trying to hold my excitement out behind this microphone or in front of this microphone, but yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I wish, I seriously, I wish we could get together on Thursday because I'd be like half in the bag and kind of like, woo, good parents, <laughs> you know. But just I, so excited. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for my moment. <laughs> oh yeah, I think uh, one day when I've got a bit of time and I'm not at work, um, we should try and record some live talk during a game and like try and get a few reactions to like goals during the games and stuff like that and just get snippets for the show because I think it'd be funny <laughs> oh boy <laughs> should, I, should I should I invest into a, uh, one of those apartment sized refrigerators for my office <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just be drinking away all night <laughs> Screaming at the TV. Get one of those in a five-gallon bucket, and I'll never have to leave the leave, leave the room. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Oh no, it wouldn't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow, we are getting close to an hour. Yeah. Another ten-minute show. It's just so quick. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's why I want to get you to the states. You got to move to the states so we can do a four-hour program and get paid to do this. Oh yeah, man. Right? I'd love to. <laughs> All right. Well, All that, right. that is it for us. Um, definitely going to be back next week to tell you about the first two games of the 2016-17 season against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday and Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we'll be back on Sunday to give you filled in on on those games and uh, give you updates and news for the upcoming week. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for the support. As always, um, if you'd like to uh, get in touch with the show, uh, you can always give me a tweet at blackandgold277. Rob, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, I'm at Rob40Bruins. And if you not do the Twitter thing, you can always uh, email us um, black n, the letter n, gold. Hockey blog at gmail.com. Uh, thank you very much. Rob, have a great week. I'll talk to you soon, bud. You too, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please join us next week for another discussion of Bruins hockey related material.